Hello and welcome to episode number 19 of Investing from the Beach. I'm your host, I'm Chris Hansen. I've got my co-host with me today, Chris Lamb. Hello everyone. And a quick background on the both of us. We both uh, reached time freedom. I did it when I was about 40. Chris did it when he was about 30. Prior to that, we both worked at IBM. I was there about almost 20 years. Chris was there about 10. And we developed a great friendship as a result of uh, many discussions we've had over the years, <clears throat> excuse me, about the stock market as well as about time freedom. And somebody had approached us, uh, I don't know, it's about a year ago now and said, you know, you guys have a great story and you share it with people locally in Southern California, you really ought to make it available to a much broader audience. And so the idea for the podcast was born and that's how this, uh, this idea germinated. But the idea on the podcast is to talk about what we discovered in the quest for time freedom. It's not about what you do. It's not about the how to do the rules, the the, the how mechanics, to. the how to do. It's about the how to think. It's 95% of how to think. And most people have not figured that part out yet. And that's what we cover in this podcast. So it's been a blast. Um, today's topic, number 19, we're going to talk about time management. And you think, wait a minute, guys, I want to hear about how to get rich. It's like, yeah, you, <laughs> you do, but if you're not, if you're not, if the money isn't flowing yet, it's because you don't know how to handle it. And so the biggest complaint that we hear from people, they'll say, you know, this time freedom thing sounds like an awesome concept, but I don't have any time to learn how to have my money work for me. And so, you know what? Screw it. I can never get to time freedom. And so, okay. yeah, exactly. The, the bulk of people say I don't have any time. And there's a quote that I saw years ago and it's, uh, I'm trying to think it's about five or six words and it best characterizes mediocrity. And the quote is this, I did not have time. And when you hear somebody say that, my instant reaction is they're mediocre. Not to judge anybody, but it's the excuse you hear over and over and over. It's the most common excuse and it's really a crock. You know, I've got 24 hours in a day. Chris has got 24 hours in a day. Everybody listening has 24 hours in a day. And the real question to ask each of us or ask yourself is, how are you actually spending those 24 hours? And so when people say, I don't have time, it's, it's totally an excuse. You know, Chris, we've had the discussion about if people thought about if you were given a dollar every day for your 24 hours, you're handed 24 hours in a day or sorry, handed $24 in a day. And every time you spent an hour doing something, you had to pay a dollar. Look at where you would be spending your dollars. And are you pleased with where you're spending them? Yeah, it's, it's a great, uh, uh, I think, way to look at yeah, relating money or your allowance to time. Mm -hmm. um, like Chris mentioned, we, we all have the same amount of time in our day, 24 hours. So if you equate that to a dollar, you have $24. You're given $24 in the day to go, you know, do whatever you want to do with it. And so, right, we have to think about where are we spending that $24. So if we don't, you know, it just it's just the same thing as money. If we're not managing it well, then we're kind of wasting it. And it goes away, right, after that day. And you can so, never get it back. You never get it back. Right. right. So, and you think, you know, what, what kind of time things are we talking about? They're, you know, waste of time, if you are, how you're spending your time. You know, we, we both worked at IBM for, <clears throat> I guess, you know, two decades for me and one for you. And it was an awesome experience. I wouldn't, I wouldn't exchange it for anything. But if I look back, time that was wasted there, it's embarrassing. 
you know, it could be everything from, you know, just chit chat with your coworkers around the water cooler. I was in outside sales. Chris, you were in outside sales as well. I'm sure mm-hmm. you have the same stories I do. You'd walk into, you know, we're calling on corporate America and countless times you'd walk in to meet with somebody and they would put down whatever it was they were doing to join your meeting or to meet with you. And not that it happened every time, but it sure wasn't uncommon that the stuff that people were putting down to now give you their time was not work-related. And so you're realizing they're, they say that they're busy at work, but they're not busy working. They're doing other stuff. Well, fantasy football and basketball yeah. and stuff, pretty popular, right? Yep. Pretty popular. I called in government for a few years, and it was very common as you walk through the halls of Twiver, you're going to go meet. You see people reading magazines. Government workers, not picking on them, just stating the fact. And you look and you think, wow, okay. There was an article you mentioned that uh, there was an article on CNBC uh, months ago, or maybe early in the year, uh, that talked about it. I think it was the Pentagon or something um, sent out a note to the staff. Uh, saying that they, if they were checking some, I forgot, some fantasy scores or something, not to check it, um, just because you know the the, the the soldiers abroad may may need the the, the network, <laughs> wow. and they don't want to be you know blocking the network or by checking the fantasy, it up. Yeah. fantasy football. By everybody getting on the computer and streaming stuff. That's nuts. That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> So, but you look, and so you look at it and say, you know, and we make jokes about this and, you know, we're still guilty of it, but at least now we have the time frame, we have the ability to do it. But even so, it's a waste of time, but look how much time you spent, you know. Well, it's not even a waste of time. Think about that. It's, 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 it's your boss telling you, Hey, Hey, uh, you know, you should do your job. <laughs> yep. Um, sometimes if you don't want to do your job, it's okay. But, but. You know, this time it um, it might hurt the, it might kill a soldier. Yes. <laughs> yeah. To even have to say that. Yeah. Not cool. Right. It's like, you should be fired. <laughs> yes. Yeah, not cool. Not, don't do it. But so you've got the, you know, the coworker chit chat around the water cooler. <clears throat> Think of how much time you've spent at lunch, you know, shooting the breeze with your coworkers. I'm not saying you should ignore them. I'm not saying don't go to lunch with the coworkers. But, you know, if you if over the last two weeks, if you've done it, you know, 10 of those last 10 days, granted, you know, you need to have a strong relationship with your coworkers. I get it. But did you really need to do it for 10 of those 10 days? Could you have done every other day? Right. If so, and if your lunch is an hour long, there's five hours you just bought back this past week. Right. Another easy time suck. Facebook. Look <laughs> at how much time people spend on Facebook and doing what? Well, before we get into Facebook and social media and stuff, um, you know, let me share my uh, experience at work when I was back in uh, out in Dallas at the cell center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot of the guys I noticed uh, would would take a smoke break. Okay. Right? And and the smoke break typically, you know, they'll spend about ten fifteen minutes. They'll go out there and hang out and chit chat a little bit, and then you know, and they did it pretty regularly. I would say at least four or five times throughout the day. And then uh, what's interesting is, so to me, that's kind of a you know, time sucker. Yes. Right? It's a, it's a, it's a habit, right? And, and now you got to go appeal to it. So you got to go out there and smoke. But <laughs> what's funny was the people who didn't smoke, you know, came up to the manager and, and uh, said, hey, since we don't smoke, 
can we take our smoke break just here in the wow <laughs> you know the the, the yep. work area <laughs> so it's the, the smoke and envy, so smoker envy yeah so what they did was they would get together and you know kind of in a circle around the cubicles and just hang out there and, and you know start chit-chatting and stuff and then the manager comes like you know he's he's, he's putting his hand like palms up like what are you guys doing <laughs> taking a smoke break exactly and then they're like oh we're taking our smoke break <laughs> wow <laughs> but you, you can see the mindset oh like, yeah yep it's like hey they're they're wasting their time why why me you know, too. why shouldn't we waste our time yep. i'm gonna waste some time too <laughs> yeah yeah man yeah so hopefully uh if, if you guys are doing that stop it <laughs> so, and, and so yeah that's amazing that's what we're saying oh facebook Right. Yep. Think of how much time I'm not on. Are you on Facebook? I know you have a Facebook account. Yeah, I have, I have an account. A uh, bunch of people sent me requests to kind of join Facebook uh, back many, many years back. So I do have an account just to stay in touch or if I need to reach out to anybody. When's the last time but, you posted uh, something? Yeah, I log into it about once a year. Okay. And usually when I log in is because I try to you know figure out what my... Uh, old password was or, or recover my password from uh, you trying to log in. It's it, So to be honest, I <laughs> use his Facebook more than he does. And I do it because if I need to track and try and find somebody um, or, you know, if somebody is inquiring about this, uh, the stock class that I do, it's like if I'm, if I'm not sure if I know them or not, I'll go on his account on Facebook and find them. I don't have a Facebook account, so I've never bothered. So, um, but, you know, it could be LinkedIn, could be Facebook, uh, you know, Think of how much time you spend on that over the past few weeks. You know, 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there, 30 minutes there. Doing what? You know, does the time suck? Uh, think about email, right? Think about how many times did you check e on your phone or whatever device you use? How many times did you check email today or even over the last week? Did yeah, you and how important are emails today? Correct. Correct. And if it's very important, somebody will call you. Yep. They will at least text you first. Yep. And you look at, you know, the for the past, you know, we haven't recorded a um, a podcast in a while. So this one may sound a little rough. And part of that reason was because I was out of town for a few weeks. We took the family, we went to Japan. That's that's his excuse. That's a, that's my excuse. That's where <laughs> that's where I spent my time. And as we, you know, we spent a, a number of days in and around Tokyo. And to get around Tokyo, it's easiest just to hop trains and subways. And I'm taller than I'm about six one, six two, and I'm taller than most of the uh, most of the natives that are in Japan and Tokyo. And the subways are very crowded, so a lot of times you end up standing. And you no, say the Asian guys are short little Asian guys. You said that I didn't say that. <laughs> and so what I found was, and no exaggeration, probably eighty five percent of the people, easily eight or eight to nine out of ten, if you're somewhere in the age of about fifteen to maybe sixty, they stand there and they all have a cell phone. And once the you know they hop on the train, they've got it in their hand. Stop, trains roll along; they're all looking at their phones. And I'm taller than everybody, so I can actually see what's on their phones if I just move my head a little bit. Almost every single one of them is playing a video game. I think, man, that's nuts, right? Look at all—you could be reading something. And they, I bet they're pretty focused, though. Very focused. They don't even yeah. notice that I'm looking. I mean, like they, they probably have the look like they're working harder than their real job. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I, you know, we, we, in living in LA, we don't have very good public transit. We do have a subway, so I, I don't ride it. Chris, I know you don't ride it. Well, it's not really the subway, but it could be anywhere. You just pay attention. You know, it yeah. could be in a food line, Yep. a restaurant, 
I mean, people eating dinner and stuff and or lunch and watch, see if they'll talk to each other or they'll look at their phone. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and, you know, that's I, a, that, that reminds me of the time when I was over in Vietnam hanging out with my uh, cousin. And he runs a, uh, uh, you know, a paint manufacturing business there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's got about 30, 40 employees or something. And, and you know, a lot of uh, trucks and, and vehicles and stuff operating and customers calling him. And he's, he's a pretty busy guy, right? And I always see him. He's kind of rushing. He moves fast. He's, he's not a guy that's slow moving. And, you know, he just seems like, you know, just quick, quick on the go, right? He's running this business. Mm-hmm. And we sit down over breakfast or lunch or one of the meals, and then I see him on his his phone. Right, he's he looks pretty intense, right, furrowed eyebrow, and uh, you know just just looks like he's pretty focused. And I just oh okay, you know I didn't know if I should bother him or not or say anything. And then I glance over to see what he's doing, and and he's playing that you know it looks like one of those colorful games you know with <laughs> bubbles or whatever that. It's, <laughs> You know, you're getting points, right? Okay. If you connect the certain colors together. Got it. Yeah, I mean, he was he was just intensely focused on it. And it wasn't like he, you know, when I saw what he was doing, he stopped. He he kept on going for like maybe another 30 minutes. <laughs> I had to walk away. And <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, and so just understand, if you're listening, <clears throat> we're not criticizing. If it sounds that way, don't take it that way. At least not, well, I guess we are criticizing. We're trying to wake you up. Because the excuse we both hear all the time, I don't have time. And then, but if you ask the guy, he'll tell you he's, he's, he's been busy. really busy. Oh, it's very busy. Yeah. But look at where, again, think of the concept. If you were given, you know, $24, $24 and you had to spend it, you know, a dollar every hour you did something. Or even 48 you know, every half hour you did something. You had to, whatever you want to break out your time is fine. Would you be pleased with where you're spending your money? And so when people say, I don't have time to learn how to make my money work for me, I think it's really twofold. The reality is, one, they're wasting their time. The reality is they're afraid to start, right? Afraid to make a change. Or, or and, they're afraid to work. And they're afraid to fail, right? And it really, it kind of, if you take a big step back from all that, biggest overriding thing they're unwilling to change how they think right they will not change their mindset and that's what's screwing them up it's so painfully obvious you can see it it's really really interesting yeah it reminds me of the uh the the podcast you recommended me to go listen to yeah there's a richrow.com yeah so there's a uh, somebody steered this somebody steered me to this so uh, my my hats off to uh, Ethan. You know who you are. Thank you very much for this. He's uh, he's out of Spain or was in Spain. There's a uh, podcast you might want to go take a listen to. You can find it. Um, you just go to the website if you want to. The guy who does it is named Rich Roll. Rich like Richard, and Roll like cinnamon roll. So richroll.com. And if you click on the uh, the podcast button or whatever the drop down, <clears throat> look for it's episode number two six six. So two hundred sixty six. And it's an episode with a guy by the name of David, David Goggins. And I will give you a warning. Do not be very, very careful um, as to who is around you when you listen to this. Because the language is, uh, I guess, colorful is the best way to say it. Right? But 
Chris, you want to quote Goggins and how he says what he says people will change? <laughs> yeah, so earlier you were saying they're unwilling to change their mindset. So Goggins is just saying, you know, uh, I think he was just referencing how people don't, you know, start. They, they, they give excuses. They'll ask you all these questions. You know, how do I do this? How do I do that? What do I need to do here before they even, before starting? They, they, they want to know everything. Mm-hmm. So he says, you know, it really comes down to your mindset. And he says people are willing to change everything in their life. They're willing to change their wives, their husbands, right, their cars, their clothes, their house. Their diet. Yeah, their diet, right? But they're unwilling to change their mindset. And that's what Fs them up. Screws them up. Right? Yeah, screws them up. You know? Different word for screws, uh, but that's yeah. basically what he's saying. Yep, that's what he's saying. Um, but, you know, he's, 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 he hits it directly to what it is. What we're talking about is, is the mindset. If you don't have the mindset, you will not start. You will give all these excuses. Mm-hmm. Right? Whatever changes you think you're going to make will make a difference. It won't. Yes. Right? So that's why people kind of you know, spin in circles there when, when they're trying to make changes because nothing works if you don't change your mindset. Correct. It all boils yeah. down to what this, it's the purpose of this podcast is 95% how to think. Yeah, it's an awesome podcast. I thought it really uh, can kind of confirmed what you know the message that we're trying to share with people and get people to focus on, right? So they can achieve the time freedom and other things in their life. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I told you the story. The um, <clears throat> there was a guy who reached out a few weeks ago now who lives in I don't remember somewhere in Wisconsin, and he'd heard about the class, so wanted to pick up the stock class thing, so he bought the audio. And before he got it, he said, you know, I've, I've tried these things before and it hasn't worked and I'm failed. I'm a little bit scared. And, you know, what if, what if, what if, what if? Mm-hmm. And so I answered his questions and he sent me back some of the few more questions. I said, and I wrote back and I said, take a listen to this podcast. And I put him, pointed him to the Rich Roll one. And I think he had bought it at the same time. So it wasn't, but I said, go listen to this and see if it resonates. And he wrote back within, I don't know, not even within a day. And he said, you know, thank you very much. I needed that. He said, I did not realize what I was doing. That guy described me perfectly. I needed to have, I was asking so many questions that I was afraid to start. Right? And Goggins goes through and talks about, look, most people are, they're going to want to know all the answers before they'll even start. And mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to start and you'll figure it out. Oh, yeah. I mean, I even take it to the extreme. You know how most people tell me or most people say, hey, I'm all ears. I'm, I'm going to do whatever you tell me. You know, if I'm one of those that say, if you, if, if you tell me to jump, I'm going to say how high. Mm-hmm. Right, they're 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 ready to go, um, just like you mentioned to in the po- last podcast. You know, yeah, with Kyle. Uh, you said Kyle, yeah, put your head in a bucket of water. Uh huh. Or say how long. Or, yep. Right. Don't even say how long or how high. Just go do it. You do it, and then you come back if you have questions. Well, right? that- when you come back, you will be more. You will have a background of some some experience at least to understand and 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 adjust and learn more. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Well, well, think what Kyle did, right? You said, hey, here's how you would, <clears throat> excuse me, you told him this is how you would change your physique. You're going to do push-ups and change the way you eat. Yep. And he walked away from you and walked around the corner, right? This was in like a hotel lobby where no one could see him and he dropped down and did push-ups to see mm-hmm. how many he could do. Yeah. It was instant. I mean, that's the way you think about this stuff. It's and very, you know what? I don't even remember him asking me a lot of questions about how to do them. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah. you, you were just like, all right. He do. He went and did it. Yeah, 
That's exactly. Yeah, right. he didn't ask me how to, you know, you know, what time of the day should I do them? How should I have my hand positioned? And yeah. what do I do when I get tired? Or, do it. You know, he, You'll he figure just it went out. and did it. For the listener, followed instructions. Actually, he never came back and really asked me much. He kept on doing it, and uh, to my surprise, that yes. you know, he got up to you know to a pretty good number. Yep. You know, way further than what he started with. Uh huh. That's yeah. it. For the listeners who don't know the name David Goggins, um, there's a fabulous book. I'll add this to. In fact, I think you can find it on the book list. I think I've got it on there on the uh, investing.com or investingfromthebeach.com website. There's a, a list of books there. It's called Living with a Seal. It is well worth the read. Um, you can go click on the website and buy it, and I'll make 10 cents. So if you don't want to give me 10 cents, go buy it somewhere else. It doesn't matter. The book is hilarious. But well, what got, matters more is I think Goggins will make something out of it, no? Yeah, probably does. Yep, so it's yeah. more important to give it to David. Um, but the book is hilarious, but it really gives you some stuff to think about. And it's about this guy who hires Goggins to basically train him for a month. You'll love the book. But great thing. But the message behind it, though, is you have to be willing to change your mindset. And most people aren't willing to do that. And that ties right into how do you spend your time? And are you willing to change the way you think about time and how you're spending it or wasting it today? You got to spend your time wisely because you can never, ever buy it back. You can't get it back. Right. And if you're trading your time for money for a job, I get it. You do what you got to do. But, you know, once you sell it or once you use it, it is gone. Yeah, you know how people are really afraid to spend their money, mm-hmm. but they'll spend their time freely. Correct. Yeah, Correct. It's, it's it's interesting, it's right? Very because, fascinating. Because you can't, you, you can always make that money back. Yep. But you, you can't, you can't buy that time back. It's gone. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So there's a... Um, there's another book that's called The One Thing. Without going, I think that's on the book list too. It's got the name of uh, Gary Keller, I think is his first name. If any of you are in real estate, you've seen Keller Williams with the real estate brokerage. He's the Keller of Keller Williams. And he's got the, this book called The One Thing. A very, very interesting concept the way he approaches it. And the idea is you have one thing that is out there that is, that is prevalent, if you will, in your life. The one thing that you're always driving toward, kind of the, you know, the five-year goal, if if I could, you know, wave your magic wand, this is what you'd want to have happen in five, ten years, whatever it is. Um, and what you find is if you pursue that line of thinking, and most of us already realize the obvious, right? The more projects that we take on, the more time it, the more time gets sucked away from us, right? Because now you're spending the time on a project, and so you realize in the the concept of the book and the one thing is like you go, you be sure and spend some time every day on working toward whatever is the ultimate driver in the future for you. And the way I would view that is that's your purpose, right? You view it, you know, kind of a big grandiose picture. And, you know, if I could, this is what I want my purpose in life to be. Yeah, it's kind of like that light at the end of the tunnel, right? That's yes. your purpose. Yep, and you're always work, right. spending a little bit of time working toward it. You don't need to go 24-7 on it, but you always spend a little bit of time each day working toward that. And if you do that, you'll get there. And so back to the way that that relates back to time management, right? You take on more project, the less time you have for doing things for you. Yeah, the one thing I think highlights the the, the clutter that we have in our life. Mm-hmm. And yep. there's so much things that we, we have going on and we don't realize that there's really just one thing that is most important out of all of that. Yes. 
And, you know, from a small goal to a big goal, it's really just to, you know, what are you going to focus on this day, this week, this hour, right, this minute? Yep. It's really to break it down, you know, granularly um, and, and, and get to the point where you can focus on just that one thing instead of, you know, being distracted by all this stuff. And, and it, it hits into what we're talking about as far as all this, you know, clutter that people have in their life that sucks up time. But but people think of clutter when we when they hear us say that they're thinking we're talking about taking on another project. Mm-hmm. But clutter is also literally clutter. Yeah, it's stuff you accumulate, stuff sitting around the house, sitting around the garage, beyond what is necessary. And I'm not saying you know go like go live like a monk in the uh, you know the mountains of Tibet. I don't mean it that way. But look at the amount of stuff that you have around you that you don't need, and look at the amount of time that you're spending keeping it updated, maintained clean, dusted, whatever it may be, right? There's a ton of time that gets spent on managing your stuff, your accumulations that could be pulling you from that time that you need that you could spend to get to time freedom, right? You've got the, what's your, your best time management tool? I love this. People don't think of it this way. Most people think it's their calendar. What do you think it is? Uh, it's, it's the recycle bin. And the trash can, and the trash can, right? Right. It's it's uh, well, the recycle bin is 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 the one in your uh, your computer. Yep. Right. Uh, and the trash can is really the trash bin. Yes. Um, you know, just a lot of things in in, in you know that you have uh, in your possession is really you don't need it mm-hmm. if you really think about it. Um, and so we tend to just kind of hold on to things, and if you. You know, you look at something that you haven't uh, touched for over a year or so, get rid of it. You're never going to need it. Okay. I'm not talking about, you know, your birth certificate or whatever, but um, you understand what I'm talking about. There's clothes and there's shoes and there's balls and there's whatever it is. But Chris, I spent, you know, 50 bucks on this pair of slacks or this pair of jeans, whatever it was, three years ago. So what? How much more, how much more time, how much more of your life are you going to spend looking at this? Yeah, yeah, you know, but they cost me worthless. fifty bucks. But they cost me fifty dollars. I don't want to throw out fifty bucks. Uh, it's like buying a stock for fifty dollars, and now it's worth you know zero, and you don't want to dump it. Yeah, I mean, I already spent. The point is, you already spent the dollars. You already spent it. It's gone, and, and it's gone. And all you're doing is you're adding more of your life, your time, to look at it, to decide what you're going to do with it. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 I think that's that's where you're throwing more bad dollars or more, more good dollars into the bad investment. <clears throat> yep, and that the or dollars the being trade. the time dollars. You're spending more time dollars on it, on something that isn't mm-hmm. worth any time. Yeah, I'm just relating it to trading because some people like to you know, want to hear about you know, a little bit more about some mindset around uh, trading, right? So there's, yep. there's a mindset. Yep. So what other time suckers do we, do we see in people, right? Um well, going back to just uh, having a lot of stuff too. I mean, one of the rules that I try to use is if I buy something new mm-hmm. in, in, to put into my closet, or, right? Then I got to throw something out. Cool. Yeah. So you you can't you know just kind of like our, uh, our 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 list of stocks to trade. Yes. You can't. You're not going to keep adding stuff to it. You got to you got to get rid of one before you can add one. Bring in a new name. You got to kick. You got to bring it. You bring in a new volatile name. You kick out an old, gone, dead name. Mm-hmm. Just like the piece of 
clothes or item that you don't like anymore and you're getting another one or just something different. You can't have them both. Yeah, but Chris, you, you've got the benefit of having this awesome physique, right, That where your waist doesn't change. What about those of us that add an inch or two or take off an inch or two? Okay. So you're saying keep keep like four or five different sizes? Yeah, exactly. Well, if you're disciplined about it, you'll keep the same size. There you go. <laughs> right? That's exactly it. So it boils down to discipline. I was going to say, what other time suckers do we have? So it could be a house. And not saying you can't live in a house. Don't get me wrong. Right? But, uh, well, yeah. But, a house. But you, you've got it. There's cleanup. Right? You got to maintain it. You're filling it with stuff. And the bigger the house, the more time it requires. The time, you know, vacuuming, dusting, cleaning, maintaining, repairing, stuff accumulation. It uh, could be a car, right? Car takes a lot of time. Still need one to get around. Not saying do without one. But, man, you know, people, I've got a lot of friends that have, you know, like they, they want to uh, restore a car. Right, so they went back, you know, they go out and buy an old whatever it is, 60s muscle car, or a, who knows, right? And it's a little project car in the garage that they start off with good intentions, <clears throat> but now it's under a tarp and hasn't been touched in months, if not years. And it's not just uh, the, the, you know, hobby car, but it's common to see a lot of people have two cars. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, just one driver, two cars. Yes, Right, and if you really think about, it, you sit down and you really do the math, and and what are you trying to do when you have two cars? Right, and and a lot of people have two cars. They're not telling you, hey, because I want to drive different cars. They they give you a financial reason. And if you break it down, it actually costs more money to have two cars than one car. Yes, you can go rent a car for whatever it is, fifty bucks a day, forty bucks a day. Mm-hmm. Right, when you yeah. need it, your car breaks down. Cool. Go rent one. Yeah. Go to, use Uber. Yeah, buddy. A buddy was asking me. He's like, "Hey, should I buy a truck?" I go, "What do you need it for?" Well, sometimes I gotta move stuff here and there for my business. Right? I go, "How often you would you use it?" Yeah, probably a couple times a year. Rent so you're gonna truck. buy a truck to move something a couple times a year? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Went through all these kind of thinking questions, and he decided, "Yeah, that wasn't the best for me." Correct. And, uh, you know, I think um, uh, months or, or about a year later, he kind of realized, he's like, hey, man, I think, thanks so much for kind of pointing that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I realized it was just, you know, why was he even thinking about that? Correct. Yeah. But that's that's just something normal that people t- tend to, you know, do. And, and so if, if, they're, if they're not informed and they don't know about it, right, they're just going to go and do it just because others are doing it. It sounds Correct. like a great idea. Yep. So it could be a car, could be a boat, mm-hmm. right? Could be a, I guess a boat would be a hobby, but could be any other kind of hobby. You know, look at stuff you got hanging in the garage, whether it's golf clubs or, you know, bikes you may not be riding or camping stuff that you don't do anymore, skis, snowboard. You got buddies with jet skis. Mm-hmm. You know, initially it was fun and, you know, kind of a novelty thing. They get into it, very enjoyable. Yeah. But now, how often do they use them? And when they do use them, how long does it take to both prep and then clean it up and do you know put it back in storage, whatever they do with it? How much time does money do they spend repairing it, maintaining it, and then and then selling it? Yes. Yep. What else do people have? Oh, a pet. 
Well, let's go back to the selling real quick. Sure. I mean, uh, you see a lot of people do garage sales. Yes. And to me, unless you enjoy it, um, a lot of times people are selling stuff that it just makes no sense to try to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, you spend all day long, you collect 100 bucks or 200 bucks, <laughs> and you, you put all this stuff out, right? And then you got to bring it all back in. Correct. Yeah. And it's like, to me, that is not worth your Sunday or Saturday or whatever your time freedom is for that week. Correct. Yeah. And and the correct thing to probably do is just give it away, donate it, get a tax write-off. Yep. Donate it, be done. You know, yeah, be done with it, you know, instead of working all day to make a hundred bucks. Well, you're negotiating with somebody whether they're going to give you a quarter or 50 cents for this item. Mm-hmm. And then people get concerned because people are stealing, you know? Yep. <laughs> and what they're doing you're inviting strangers to your house yep they're, you're right? concerned that they're going to steal something you're going to donate at the end of the day anyway yeah for a quarter it's, like, it's okay I, I'm okay I, I'd rather not collect a few hundred dollars and have strangers come to my place and scope it out correct yeah correct what other things so, people uh, spend time on oh a pet yeah oh yeah That's. I think that's the main reason why I never had a pet uh, and I always liked dogs and animals mm-hmm. Chris yeah but I just felt like it was just such a time sucker and you know would it take away a lot of freedom from me yep um, but yeah hey you you recently uh, yeah changed that or bucked that trend <laughs> just so you know I found a way to give somebody something as a wedding gift that you could give to them used and it's cool and it lasts like 85 years if they take care of it and they love so the is- fact that it's used yeah, was what he's talking about is a tortoise. So Chris decided to give me a tortoise as a gift. And and at first I was a little reluctant because I, I didn't know what it entailed as far as work and maintaining. I know how I felt about having pets. So and then he kind of he kind of told me uh, why, because you know, it was very less of a maintenance. And uh, it's kind of a neat thing to, you know, just kind of roam around. And so. And it'll kind of probably outlive me as well, right? And you like hanging uh, out in the backyard, you know, people over barbecue and have a beer. Yeah, I mean, he's he's uh, he's he's great at lawn mowing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Uh, he's he's a little bit lazier than Octavio, uh, <laughs> right? A little bit slower than Octavio. And who's Octavio? Yeah, Octavio. Octavio is the, uh, my landscaper, my gardener. Got it. Uh, buddy as well. Yeah. Yep. And and I was telling Octavio that I said he's he's just a little bit slower than you. He's like, what do you mean, just a little? and and he only do he only works when he wants to yep but if you think about it what you know it took you a little bit of time to figure out how to and there's really not much to do to care for it no you gotta figure out what to do and now it's not at all i think that first i thought you know just you just usually the the biological you know bodily function stuff right correct i gotta eat and poop so I, I just thought, you know, let's see how, you know, I go, how much he eats and what I got to do to feed him and, you know. This, and clean up. My, yeah, am I going to have to do clean up every day? And, you know, so far it's been pretty pretty hands-free. Um, the feeding has been simple. So, to me, uh, the, the, the the reward is, you know, definitely outweighs the, the, the time sucker. And there's no time right? spent on it. And, and, and it's very little bit of, I, I spent, you know, Maybe a penny, Chris. Yes. Yep. Out of your <laughs> dollar. We're talking for about an that hour. $24. Yes. That's exactly yeah. it. 
That's cool. What else takes time? Talking about the backyard, a plant. Yeah, something simple as a plant. You know, um, a lot of us don't think about garden maintenance, right? Um, you know, plants are living things, and if you don't take care of them, they'll die, right? And so, what's the purpose of having it if you're not going to be able to take care of it? Yep. Um, you know, a, a friend of mine, uh, you know, was over at the house the other day, and she. She said, "Hey, what did uh, who who helped you put up all these plants or trees?" And I said, "Well, it's Octavio." And she said, hey, "Can I have his number?" And I said, "Sure." I, she said, I, "I tried to do all this DIY stuff at home, and you know, all my plants died and trees died, right?" And so, um, you know, prior to right before that, I you know she met Hank, uh-huh. the turtle, the yep. tortoise, tortoise. Yep. And so she said, uh, or I asked, I told her, I go, you should, I, the kid seems interested. You should, you know, maybe consider getting one for him. And she said, no, no, we can't. Uh, you know, I, I pets, it's just too much work. I'm so busy as it is already. I don't have time for pets. And then she told me about the plant. I think she has no idea how much work it takes. Yes. And that's why she said all the plants died. Yep. Right. But, um, you know, I think, I think she'll, she'll be uh, surprised how much time it will take. Uh, you know, to maintain, um, you know, all the trees and plants. She yep. thinks it's just, you know, put it in and it's good. Yep. Yeah. And how much time it, and I'm not telling tortoises to people, but how much time it doesn't mm-hmm. take to get a tortoise. Yeah. Yeah. You learn and a little so, bit about it and uh, it's easy. Yeah. A lot of us do things and we're not really informed about how much time it takes. You know, what, what time sucker each things that we, yes. uh, you know, uh, accumulate in our life or, 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 you know, bring into our life. Right. A lot of times we buy stuff because it's, oh, it's on sale. Seems like a good deal, good idea without thinking about one, do I need this? And two, what's the time overhead on this? Right. And people totally overlook that. Well, you know, the, um, the, 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 the other time sucker that, uh, it's actually a big time sucker. Uh, it becomes a little less as you age, right? It's the sleep. Yes. Yeah. I think sleep is a big time sucker uh, or a lot of people who oversleep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was talking to a friend and he, he was sharing with me, he's like, he's, he's, you know, he's trying to spend more time uh, towards uh, learning the stock market and, you know, doing things to get to time freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he says, you know, he, he sleeps, you know, not many hours as it is, you know. And I said, wait, so how many hours do you sleep? And he said, eight to nine hours a day. And, you know, to me, I don't I don't sleep that much, but to me, eight or nine hours seems a lot. Yep. Right? And and I know that for a fact that it's <clears throat> it's easy uh, to, to, you know, you, you can get um, very well rested by sleeping six or seven hours. You got to build right. up to it. You got to build up to it, correct? And just like in anything, your body there's there's a, you know, uh, it, it gets used to a certain you know, condition, correct? And just like you know, go live in a hot area or a really cold area. I mean, we're here in California, right? We're not used to it. Yes. But over time, you will. How do other people do it? You adjust, right? So you adjust, and and so I think six or seven hours is very uh, doable, and it's. Um, it's enough sleep to get your body well rested. So, you know, I, I kind of challenge them to go and, and work towards that because 
the, the message behind that is you're going to get two more hours a day back in your life. Right. To me, that that's like 10% of your, yes. right. Your life. So and two hours a day is 14 a week times 50 is about 700 hours. Yeah. I just, I just, you know, 365 days, right. In, yep. in a year. Yep. You're going to get a little over 700 hours. You call it 700 hours. Yep. You're going to get 700 hours of your life. You know, that's a lot of hours. Yep. Think how much you can get done. Mm-hmm. And that's and, without and, cutting out any of this other garbage that we were talking about before. Just on something simple as that. And, and that that uh, that reminds me of, of what Kobe did. Yeah. Um, he told a story, you know, one of the kind of interviews of how he became the best right in in the league and um how he be, became such a great basketball player um because he realized early on he just had to put it's all about work and he figured out how to get more hours in of work than the other guys did and so the uh he was describing the average basketball player their schedule is to get up in the morning you know eight nine o'clock and then they have their breakfast or whatever, and then they get going. They get to the gym at about ten o'clock. They do their workout for two hours, right, till about noon or so, and then they gotta eat and recover. And then they'll go back to the gym and uh, put in another two hours sometime later afternoon, and then come back for dinner and then recover, and then bedtime. And you know they do it all again the next day, mm -hmm. right? So Kobe realized that they put in about four hours, and so he decided to. You know, start his workout at four in the morning, right? <laughs> so he's he's done with his first workout uh, by the time these guys are going into the gym. Yes, right. So so he's he's recovering and he's you know getting his uh, rest while these guys are just barely starting. Yes. Um, and so he figured out how to get two hours extra in, right? Versus the other guys doing four. Yes. So two hour extra a day. He's getting that 700 hours in. Yep. Every day, and this guy does it every day. Right? And you saw him, I think, early on. He didn't focus in commercials. Nope. He didn't focus in, you know, going out and uh, getting publicity and all that stuff. No, he's not playing the endorsement game. Yeah, yeah. And and guess what? You know, it, it, it he didn't have to, right? Because his focus was on his craft, and the craft was what was going to make him money. That's right? Five years at that. Now he's thirty five hundred hours ahead of everybody else. Yeah, he said. He said, "You cannot possibly catch up to me. I don't care who you are." Yep. Right. He, that many hours of work, and that that's extra beyond the you know the next competitive guy. Yes. Yeah. And that's so cool. it, it showed. I mean, he was by far exceeded right um, the, the next level basketball player mm -hmm. at, when, when he was playing. So the solution on this, when we talk about the time, right? Kobe exemplified it, but the solution is you chase the mindset. Most people are chasing the material stuff. They look at it saying, hey, if I can get to time freedom, man, look at all the material things that I could acquire, right? They look at the wealth. You got to chase the mindset. And you measure wealth, not that the dollars are not important, but you measure wealth in time, right? Because once you have the mindset, and then it, at that point you can easily acquire the material stuff. 
And oddly enough, you'll find at that point, you may not any longer, you, you're not going to want it any longer. Or your, your desire for the stuff changes. The quantity of stuff may change and the type of stuff or the whatever the stuff is, it changes. Right? It's really interesting as you get to that point. In the uh, the book <clears throat> that we were talking before about with um, with Goggins, the book is called Living with the Seal. And as you approach the end of the book, they they talk with the author. His name is or the author is talking about is Jesse Itzler. And he realized after hanging with the seal, and the seal was training him for the full month in his home. The seal came in with a very minimalist lifestyle. And, you know, Itzler has, you know, cooks and chefs and drivers and, you know, lives in a penthouse apartment on Park Avenue in Manhattan. You know, definitely has the, all the finer trappings in life. But he realized in looking at how Seal lived that there was great benefit in having more of a minimalist lifestyle. There was a huge amount of attraction and appeal to that. And what was fascinating was when you listen to the interview with Goggins, they call him Seal in the book, you know, here he was exposed for a full month basically with the drivers and the uh, the so then the corporate jets and all that. Yeah, the corporate jets. I mean, all the stuff that you think, oh, wow, this is a wealthy lifestyle. And he looked at it and said, I don't want to live like that. There's too much chaos. There's too much noise. There's too distraction. Too much distraction. It unfocuses me from what I want to accomplish. And so you would, without thinking any different, you would think, wow, the person that was walking in as a minimalist or you know didn't have much would want to aspire to have this life of luxury. And it actually was the opposite. And it was interesting to observe that the guy that had a bunch of stuff actually wanted to go back towards the minimalist direction. And the guy that didn't was not looking to move towards a life of luxury. Very, it's it's kind of like one of those uh, TV shows or movies where they're like, hey, let's switch life yes. kind of deal. right? Yep. And and then you got, you find out that you know both guys kind of like their lifestyle, but... You know, it's nothing wrong with uh, with uh, with what Jesse's how Jesse's living, right? Correct. It's just that uh, you, it's funny to see uh, that the, the you know David Goggins he he you know he didn't want his life to be like that. No. Right. But Jesse actually wants his life to be more like Seal. Yes. Yep. Yeah. He saw the 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 I guess the value in living that way, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And and more of a purpose. Yeah. You know, along those same lines, <clears throat> you know, if, you, if you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you say, gosh, you know, I like this time freedom concept. I love the fact that, you know, I can have dollars working for me. So I've got money working, but I don't have very much of either one. I don't have much money, don't have much time. If you really take a step back and look at that, if you're sitting in a position where you don't have a lot of money, you could make the argument that the lack of money that you that you have or that you don't have it's due to the fact that you can't manage what you currently have, which means then you wouldn't be able to handle any more, right? It's not that you have a money problem. You have a money management problem. And you can apply that same concept to time, right? It's, it's really eye-opening to me and Chris. I think you'd agree. There's a lot of people who listen to this and reach out to us and talk to us about the podcast. And they listen because they've got the the hopes of hearing kind of the 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 secret, I guess, of getting to time freedom. Because they'd love to have all the time in the world, which really means they just love to have the twenty four hours in a day, or you know, a big chunk of that twenty four to do with as they please. But 
the problem is they haven't figured out how to manage or you know to properly manage the time that they currently do have of their 24 hours in a day and so it makes you realize very quickly it's like well if you can't manage what you've got with time how would you even manage more time more free time that's true right and it it, yeah. it all boils down to it's what we said at the very beginning of this podcast the very beginning not of only of this episode but of this entire program 95% of this is how to think you have to understand it truly is 95% of this is how to think and you have to think how you are spending and literally spending your hours in a day think of them think of each of them you think of that think of each of those hours as having a dollar or being worth a dollar and you get to spend $24 every day are you spending those dollars where you think where it is best suited? Give some serious thought to that. And that's how you get to the point of freeing up time such that then you can go pursue what it is you need to learn to do in order to achieve the time freedom. If you've got comments for us, we haven't said this in the last few episodes, but feel free to email us. We love reading, getting the, uh, the cards and letters, if you were, the email notes and the comments. It is investingfromthebeach at gmail.com. Phone number if you want to leave us a voicemail or a text. Uh, we've gotten a bunch of those. That number is 747-24-BEACH. Easy way to remember that. No matter where you are in the world, you can hop on a 747 airplane and within about 24 hours be within or be at just about any beach in the world. 747-24-BEACH. Also visit the website, investingfromthebeach.com. You'll find a book list there with suggested readings that we've got. Um, full disclosure, we make, I don't know, it might be a dime, maybe a 25 cents, something like that. We make a little small amount from Amazon. It doesn't cost you anything. They should pay some kind of a referral fee. And if you're wondering what that was, that's my alarm to go check the stock market. Uh, but check the website. Uh, again, investingfromthebeach.com. Book list is there. And there's also a link. People have asked about a stock class. There's a link up there to that if you want to take a look. That'd be terrific. And beyond that, our purpose for doing this podcast, we know and firmly believe that if you'll apply what we've talked about in this episode and in earlier episodes, if you'll take the time to think about that and figure out how to apply that in your life, in your situation, you too can get to the point of time freedom. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen this week. It's not going to happen this year. It takes time to develop and to get that done. But if you'll take the time to do that, what you'll find is you get to the point of time freedom. And I, in my mind, I equate time freedom to Tuesday waves. You know, you go down to the beach, any beach you want to, and if you can listen to the waves on a Tuesday, you'll find that they sound so much better than any waves that you can hear on a weekend on Saturday and Sunday that everybody else hears. The objective is to be able to get to the point where all you get to, where all you can choose to listen to are Tuesday waves. As always, thank you for listening, and we'll look forward to speaking to you next time.